This is Shauna Lopez, and you are entering the Seriously Shauna Experience, an Ultimate Christian Podcast Network production. Hello. Welcome back to the Seriously Shauna program. I am your host, Shauna Lopez. How are you doing? Come on. We're in this summer, y'all. It's in. We're knee deep. How? What have y'all been doing over the summer? I'm so happy that you're back. I'm so happy that you're still tuning in. I have loved hearing from y'all. Do you know this? I have loved hearing from you. Y'all email me, Shauna at SeriouslyShaunaPodcast.com. Y'all email me and tell me how it's going. You do. I Listen, we talked last week. We did some news reports, and I talked about the fingernail lady, y'all. If you have not listened, go back and listen last week. Woo! Y'all got some stories about fingernails. Hey, I, okay, when I post or talk about a, 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 a situation like that, I, I don't want to hear about it. You hear me? But y'all talked about your fingernail stories and your foot stories, sending me pictures of your feet. Stop it. Can't handle you. Woo. But what do y'all do during the summer? What is your thing? Okay. What is your thing? I love summers. Summers have so many unique activities you can't do the rest of the year. Well, I live in Texas, so you can do it most of the year. Okay. But like hanging out at the pool, right? Oh, it's so fun. And it's, you just hang out at the pool. You go, do y'all go to drive-in movies? Ooh, I love me a drive-in movie. I went to some drive-in movies before. And even with friends as a kid, ooh, you would, we would lay out blankets. One time we did at this theater. In fact, this drive-in theater, I'm from Oklahoma, y'all. Shout out to my people. Shout out to y'all. And we have this movie theater, drive-in. It was on one, it was on Admiral, it's called an Admiral Twin. And for my Oklahoma friends who are listening, y'all know, okay? And I'm getting ready to tell the history of it, y'all. And if you're from Oklahoma, you know this, okay? So this is for y'all uneducated people. But we would go to this drive-in theater called the Admiral Twin Drive-In Theater. This place was as run down as any place you can get. And that was, you know, 35 years ago. You hear me? And so when I was a kid, I remember going and watching. And we watched some horror movie because back in the day, your, no, your parents didn't care. Your parents didn't care. They were like, uh. You go see Friday the 13th? I saw Friday the 13th. I was a kid, y'all. I checked under my bed for years after that because I just knew Jason was under there. You hear me? My parents didn't care. You'll be fine. You're fine. It ain't real. So I went. I saw some horror movie. I don't even remember. And we had all we did was put out a blanket. My friend's dad put out a blanket. And all this whole parking lot is nothing but rocks and asphalt. And I'm laying on top of all these rocks. It's as uncomfortable as you could ever be. But I was as happy as a lark, y'all. I was having the best time in the world. Ain't nothing like food at the drive-in. It's terrible food. It's terrible for you. It'll give you cancer as soon as you put it in your mouth. I know it. But I ate it. It was good. And popcorn. Woo. That's good stuff. Do y'all, we, we do cookout. Do y'all go to cookouts in the summer? Oh, it's the best. A summer cookout, a summer barbecue. Ooh, that is the best, y'all. I'm telling you. Do y'all do that? Ooh, we do. I remember when I was a kid, 
we would go to my great-grandmother's house, my great-grandparents actually at the time, years ago up in a little old town that I even went to college, and they had an old farm and an old farmhouse. Listen, what I'm telling you, okay, I'm getting ready to tell you the difference. When you see Joanna Gaines and her little farmhouse, that's not what this was, you hear me? This was a real farmhouse, okay? You keep your ship lap, Joanna Gaines. This was real old school farmhouse that had a slope in the floor. I mean, this was old school. Had a doghouse out in the back and chicken feathers all inside. You could reach in there sometime and get an egg. That's right. This was at my great-grandmother's. And we would go out there as kids, and we would run around all day long, morning to night, just run around playing with cousins and just having the greatest time. I remember those cookouts. My family would get together. You know what? That's the first time, one time, this is how old school my great-grandmother was. How She was the best, okay? The best. She was a tall lady, right? And she didn't hardly speak to me anyway. I probably got on her nerves. I know that's shocking, but I probably did. But she was very sweet and very nice. And I remember because my whole uh, my whole mother, i.e. my grandfather's side of the family has real dark hair, right? And so my great-grandma, of course, she didn't have dark hair because her hair had grayed by then. But she had a mustache, y'all. Yes, she did. She had an old lady mustache, and it was dark, too. I never forget, I would always look at that mustache. And guess what? I grew up and I had the same one. It, I, I'm telling you the truth, y'all. This is heritage. You hear me? And so my great-grandmother, I went into her little kitchen. She had a little kitchen in this farmhouse. And it had a little round table with little old school farmhouse chairs. Like, you can't get chairs like that or a table like that no more. Mm-mm. Joanna Gaines, you ain't selling nothing like that at Target. No, you're not. No, you're not. And I went in there and I sat at that little table with my great-grandmama. She was in a kitchen cooking like she usually did. She never did sit down. She always had an apron on. She was always cooking and everybody else was outside sitting, visiting, and she was cooking. And I'll never forget. I said, great-grandma, I am really thirsty. Could I have something to drink? She said, oh, Sure. Sure, love. And, you know, as she reaches in the fridge, you hear me? And she pours me a glass. She pulls out this bottle. Like, y'all remember in the old school TV, because they used when they get milk delivered to the house and those, you know, like the milk jug, like that's what she pulled out, okay? She pulled that out of the fridge, and she poured me a glass. And I was like, what is this? And it wasn't quite milk, but it wasn't clear either. You hear me? I didn't know what it was. And so I'm thirsty, y'all. And I took a big old drink of goat's milk, y'all. That's what my grandmama served me. Oh, if you're not ready for goat's milk, you it, it will take you back, okay? It stopped me in my little tracks. And I never did ask grandmama for a drink again. No, I didn't. Not after that day. And you know what? I look back now as a parent, and I feel like my grandmama did that on purpose because she didn't want me to ask her for a drink again. Woo. How about that? Boy, that's a full circle moment right there I just had. Ooh, y'all, I know that's what happened. 
Mm-mm-mm. But, you know, different kind of families and cultures have different kind of cookouts. I'm learning this as I get older. And it's just cultural. It's just familial. You know, what you do, the traditions you do in your own family, in your own culture, you know, it's different. It's not wrong or right. It's different. And I love learning about it and experiencing it. And I've experienced all of them almost, y'all. All of them. Now, I know, for like, for instance, white people like me, okay, at our cookouts, you always know when you show up, you're getting ready to have hamburgers and hot dogs. That's the end of it. You hear me? That's it. You're going to have hamburgers and hot dogs. Now, there on occasion, you'll get some, especially at great-grandmama's house, you will have fried chicken. And it's good fried chicken, y'all. I mean, good. You hear me? Um, you always, now, nowadays, it's different. Now, this was back in the day. But nowadays, it's different. Because now, why people, they're going to serve uh, some kind of steak or some nonsense. There, there will always be some organic. And they will tell you. You hear me? No need to ask. And uh, fruit. That, ugh, okay? This is a cookout, okay? It's a barbecue. But that's what white people do. We just, that's just the way it is, okay? We just, it's not, it's not wrong or right. It's what, that's how we do it. I know uh, Hispanic barbecues, here's what it means. Every time you say we're going to have a cookout, when you are in a Hispanic family, and I, I've been married to a Hispanic man for almost 21 years. So I speak from experience. Hear me. Every time you say, we're going to have a cookout, they're always going to be fajita. It means we're cooking fajitas. That's what it means. It doesn't mean anything else. It doesn't mean bring potato salad. It doesn't mean uh, we're going to have uh, chicken. Anything. No, we're having fajitas. That's what cookout means. Also, if you are going to a Hispanic cookout and they tell you the time to be here is 2 o'clock, show up at 4. Because that's what time food is being served. You hear me? It, it's the way it is. I, I didn't make up that rule. I just married into it. But I know what I'm talking about. That's, that's, how, that's what happens. So when someone says, your Hispanic friend says, I want you to come to my cookout, know that he is asking you to come over to his house to eat fajitas and show up two hours later than he tells you. That's it. And they won't think it's rude at all. Trust me. You got to trust me. Let me know how it works out for you. Now, my favorite, okay, this is the top of the list for me, is if you have ever been to your black friend's cookout, oh, Lord Jesus. It, if you are hungry, you will not leave hungry. Because black people, not only do they serve every kind of barbecue you can think of, but they make their own barbecue sauce, y'all. They're not getting a uh, sugar raise barbecue sauce from uh from the grocery store. No, no, no. They're mixing their own concoction. And they're making from scratch, you hear me? It's not the craft mac and cheese I serve my boys and they love it. No. They are making from scratch macaroni and cheese with a crust on top. Oh. Y'all, I, I think about it, and I have happy memories. It, 
it literally sets off endorphins in my body thinking about the deliciousness of this mac and cheese. Okay? They're always going to have greens. They're going to have potato salad. They're going to have dessert. In fact, black people cookouts, that's the only place, only cookout I ever been that had desserts. Are you, did you hear what I said? It's really true. They're going to feed, they're going to pile the food. It, you will leave a happy person. You can't not. I remember the first time that I was invited to a, a cookout of some black friends. Well, so I, when I was working on the police department, I had a partner who happened to be a black guy, still friends with him to this day, wonderful, godly man. And he was like, well, I got some friends uh, having a cookout. We're going we're gonna to go over there. Oh, we were on duty, just going to drive by, drive through the neighborhood. And I show up, I'd never seen as much food in my life. I thought, am I at a restaurant? This is a buffet. That spread, I'd never seen so much food. And they had like, I mean, just troughs. Of mac and cheese, troughs of potatoes out. You've never seen so much food. And they were like, ooh, girl, you skinny. You better eat some food. They, I mean, they almost force-fed me, y'all. They almost force-fed me. Now, they didn't have to. They didn't know. They didn't have to because I was getting ready to eat every last bit of food they gave me. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll never forget, that was my first one, and I thought, whoa, if this is what it, I have been missing out my entire life. I have been doing it wrong my entire life. Now, speaking of cookouts, y'all, this weekend, uh, my neighborhood had a cookout. Mm-hmm. So my little son's friend, his mother, God love her, so she sent me a text, right? And she said, uh, we're having a cookout tomorrow. And it's really going to be all, a kind of an all-day affair, but the food will be ready about 6. So what that told me was come at 6. Uh, am I right? I mean, that's what. So anyway, so I debate. I'm like, ooh, I've got this, I've got that. I said, well, you know what? We're going to try to carve some time out and come down and, and hang out. It was a neighborhood. She invited the whole, you know, at least everybody she knew and I knew whatever within our neighborhood. Most, most of them I didn't know, to be honest. But she's that neighbor that she wants to know who you are and wants to get your phone number, wants you to have her phone number. Not in a, oh, she's annoying Mrs. Kravitz kind of way. You hear me? But just in a, she's a very neighborly, social neighborhood person. And that's great. We, every neighborhood needs a her. You hear me? I'm not her. And if she didn't ask me, I'd never leave my house. You hear me? So every neighborhood needs a her. So she asked me, and I told my teen, I said, yeah. I said, later I got to, you know, I got to go down, and I'm going to take the six-year-old. We're going to go down to this cookout down there. And my teen said, you mean you're actually going? He said, you know there'll be people there, don't you? Uh, boy, yes, I know there'll be people there. Stop it. But I go, so. I do my stuff all day, and I end up going down there, taking my six-year-old, okay? And he goes, and he runs out. I mean, he was there 60 seconds. He's run off in a backyard. I don't even know where. And the guy whose house, it's the, it's the neighbor, right, the friendly neighbor. It's about three houses down. And uh, I'm thinking we're going to have a bar. It's white people. We're going to have hamburgers and hot dogs. That's what they serve. So, 
I'm not getting ready to eat, obviously. But I show up, listen to this, and oh boy, has the he has a smoker that is the size of my first car, y'all. It I have never seen a smoker this big in my life. You hear me? This man had four chickens, smoking four chickens. He had ribs. He had sausage. He had boudin. Do you hear me? One lady asked if they, she said, he said, you want to try some boudin? She said, what's in it? He said, I don't know. Right? He said, I don't, mm-mm, I don't know. Just eat it. It don't matter. It really don't matter. If you go to eat sausage, eat boudin. You don't even know what's a sausage, but you never ask. So I go down and I'm at this, so I'm at the cookout and there's all the people are there. And I meet some neighbors, you know, they're very lovely people. Well, this neighbor lady, her parents were there and they were the most delightful people. Don't you like when you meet elderly parents and they're a delight? They're not old and crabby and want something. Assert- you know what I'm saying? Like y'all know, that's probably the way I'll be, unfortunately, but her parents were a delight, y'all. I, her mom taught me so many things in 90 minutes. I, I can't even tell you how much I learned from this lady. She was so pleasant. Her dad, so he gets out of the car, right? When they pull up in this big old truck, and he is a little tiny, frail man. He had a cane, you know, and he walked real slow. And he thought, oh, oh, let me help, oh, let me help you. Let me get you a chair with what, you know. But he was sharp as a tack, y'all. Everything was working upstairs. It wasn't nothing frail about that man, but the outside, you hear me? And those are my favorite kind of people. You know, he looked frail, so he probably tried to get away with a lot, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yes, can you help me with this and that? He didn't need no help. But he took advantage, and I don't blame him. But he was the sweetest man, and he was one, he's that old man that, he had a pocket full of quarters, right? He was pulling quarters out of kids' ears left and right. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? He's the one that would show, he would detach his finger. You know what I'm saying? Like you would pull it like it's fake pulling it off. He would do that to all the kids. He just, he was a delight. But then you had, then you had the beer drinking neighbor that he was there. But I liked him. You know, he was relaxed. He was having a good time. But he's the one over there in a corner drinking beer and having a good time at the cookout. I like that guy. You, you also, we had the, uh, the quote-unquote well-accomplished neighbor. He was there. How do I know? Because he told me several times. You know, he, he wants to give you his pedigree. I've done this. I've done that. I've done this. I've done that. Or kind of the back talker guy, like, he's not getting ready to tell you he served in the Marines, but he would say, well, one time when I was stationed in, so, okay, okay, dude, I, all right, just, just say it, you're a Marine, okay, fine, so, you know, you have that, then you had the, uh, the new parents of one child neighbors, bless it, y'all know who I'm talking about, they got one child, little precious child, and all they do the whole time is tend to this child and get her everything and do everything and have it and everything is she and pull her food up and you know, all, you know mm, just let her run around uh, 
and be a kid. But they were just hovering over, you know. But did, I, I did that. When it was my first little child, I did that. But, you know, God love them. But, you know, first of all, so I'm at this barbecue, and you know I'm not getting ready to eat. Okay, I just read you the list of all the meat that was there. And if you've been a, a, a listener of this show for any amount of time, you know that I don't eat meat. It's not, I'm not some high horse ethical person, though if that is you, that is not a put down to you. It is just, I'm being honest, that's not why I'm vegan. So I'm not getting ready to eat. I'm not getting ready to eat. Be, a, because I'm vegan, but B, I do not do potlucks. Do you? Do you? If you said yes, if you answered yes, I'm not sure I want you listening no more. Here's why. First of all, I need to know who cooked this food. You hear me? I need to know whose hands are on this. And I need to observe you for a certain designated period of time to see if you are clean enough for me to even consider eating the food that you prepared. Right? Like, I... I remember having a friend one time, and she seemed clean. She seemed hygienic until I went to her house and realized she is not. And every time after that, when we were at work, and I knew she brought this dish, mm -mm, I ain't eating that. I ain't eating that. I know what kitchen that came out of. Uh Uh-uh. No. No. I need to know. And especially when I do know, that's when I say, that's a hard no, Chief. I mean, one time we used to attend a church and every weekend we would have a potluck, okay? And all the mamas would be just rushing around. I almost never did eat at the potluck, A, because I didn't have time. I never sat down. I was too busy serving people. And B, because all them little grubby kids going first, putting their hands in the food. I don't want this roll. I want that roll. I'm going to take a bite of this and put it back. I'm a, you know, mm-mm, mm-mm. I ain't eating after you people. No, I see where your finger goes, kid. Oof, oof. One time, this was years ago, y'all. I was in the military. I may have mentioned that. I was in the military, and we, every month we would have birthdays, right? And we would have a celebration, so we'd all had to go into the conference room we would celebrate whoever was having a birthday that month, and we would always have a cake. And I remember every time the dirtiest girl, the pig pen of the unit, wanted to serve the cake every time. And I watched her every slice she could. Hear me. Every slice. She would cut, cut. She would pick it up using her, the, the knife in her thumb and put it on the plate. Then she would lick her fingers after every slice she cut. No, that's a no for me. That's a hard no. Y'all all people are dirty. You hear me? But when I know for sure you're dirty, when I see it with my own eyes, I, mm-mm. so I'm not getting ready to eat at a cookout, more, more than likely. Is this better that way? Like, especially if I find out that you, are, you have a cat at your house, I'm never eating your food. Because you think your cat 
is the cutest thing and it's so fun that he's up on a countertop licking in your bowls. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, that's no. So we go down, so we go to this cookout. I take my six-year-old son, okay? Because my teenagers, oh, they're not going nowhere, okay? They can't be bothered. They can't be bothered. But my 11-year-old son, he's already down there because it's his friend. He's been down there all day, okay? He's been running around. He has been, <laughs> he has been my neighbor's problem all day. Oh, go hear me. So he's been down there. But on the way, I told my six-year-old, I said, listen, son, do not, we're not going down to eat. I know it's a cookout, but we're not going down there to eat. We're not going to be there very long. Please don't ask for food. And y'all say, Shauna, come on, let the, Shauna, listen, if he don't like something, he's getting ready to tell you to your face, this tastes terrible. This is awful. I, I hate this. You, and he's not telling you this in a way to hurt you or, or in a vicious way. He's just being honest. And I don't need that kind of pressure. Okay, in front of neighbors that I don't even know. So I'm not getting ready to let him have some food that he hated. And all my neighbors looking at me like, your child is the worst child on the planet. Right? I don't need that. So I said, please just don't. Don't ask for food. Well, and I don't know what the setup, I don't know what the situation is. I don't know if, since I'm not really bringing anything to this, and I'm showing up so late in the day, I, I don't want to go, yeah, uh, y'all, I don't want to be that person that d- don't bring nothing to the cookout but then eat all the food. I don't want to be that person. And so that's why I said, no, just don't eat. I'll feed you when we get home. We're just going down there, little fellowship, you know, a little chit-chat, and then we're coming home. Well, this son, uh, of course, my neighbor is so lovely, and she's like, here, you should eat this. You, and my son was like, no, my mama told me we can't eat. I can't eat your food. I, oh. He must have told her that a hundred times. And she was like, ooh, what? And I didn't mean it that way. I didn't, ugh. So I let him eat, right? I let him eat. Do you know that boy, he had the meat sweats when he let, he ate so much meat. I know he had the meat sweats. I said, you see, don't complain because you're uncomfortable now. I try to tell you. Sometimes, hey, Sometimes the lessons got to be learned the hard way, amen. They got to be learned the hard way. But they, you know, I, I'm, at, I'm at this cookout. I'm with all these people. I'm meeting new neighbors. There were at least three of my neighbors at three separate times who asked me about my banged up knee. Y'all remember a couple episodes back, if you don't go back and listen, I told you about running when I fell, grown woman. I fell running down a street. I have run down this street a hundred times and I fell flat on my face. So I still got this huge, it's undeniable. You can't miss it. And when someone looks at that, and especially at a person at my age, they want to know what they want to know the story. How on earth did you get that on your body? I, I, I do understand. I understand. But I had to recount the story three separate times. I, it re-traumatized me, y'all. It re-traumatized me three separate times. I had to, I had to, 
recount that story. God love. And now what are my neighbors thinking of me? How are you? Are, are, do you day drink? Why would you fall down? I, so I had a, and then my son, so I'll go back. They had a slip and slide in the backyard. Listen. Okay. Slip and slides today are not what they were 30 years ago. They're not what they were 40 years ago. Hear me. 40 years ago when I was on a slip and slide. It was, uh, it was a yellow strip of plastic and a water hose. That was a slip and slide. Today, ooh, they got water fountains, slides. They have ladders. It, they're unbelievable. You got two kids at once. They have jets coming. It's insane. And that's what these people have. So now my kids come home, and we got the old cheap yellow strip of plastic. At, and they're like, ugh, what kind of ripoff is this? My kids are indignant now. Because they know what's out there now. They didn't before. I, you know, I do take issue with that. I need to make sure I mention that the next time. But I, I remember as a kid when we went to cookouts, and my grandfather, Paul, that's what we called. We called him Paul. And he used to make homemade peach ice cream. Listen when I say homemade, because I've, I've made fun of that before. Okay, you know, when people post, oh, this is homemade. I know you're at home. Stop it. But I'm talking like we didn't, you know, go to the store. He had the old school ice cream maker, you know, with the wood sides. And you had to put the salt in the top and the dry ice, all that. I mean, this was the old school way of doing it, y'all. And you had to wait for it. And I would watch him make it. And it was fresh peaches. He would cut those peaches up and put it inside their little tiny pieces. He would just be so intricate. He had fresh dairy and cream. Ooh, there was nothing like that flavor in a world. My kids talking about, I, we need bluebell. Ooh, bluebell, uh-uh. I didn't know that's from Oklahoma. I, but it ain't my grandpa's. It ain't Paul's. When I would go to my granny and Paul's, I would have that, mm, it, nothing. But, you know, do y'all, when I go to, used to back in the day, before I learned, before I knew better, I would eat things at a barbecue I would never eat in my life. Don't you? Do you eat things you never thought? I would never. I've eaten quail at a barbecue before, ostrich. I mean, I have eaten some stuff. I remember the one time, that's the first time I ever, my grandma used to have a, she would have a vegetable garden. She, they had quails and pheasants at my grandmother's house, and she had a wonderful vegetable garden. They had grapevines. I mean, it was just the best place on earth to be in your life. And I would spend uh, summer weekends there. It was just the best. And I remember she pulled a tomato out of her garden one time. Well, she did it several times. This is the first time I, and she sliced this tomato right off the vine. She sliced it up, and then she put some pepper on top of it, and she served it to me. Y'all, I was a kid and thought, that is the best thing I've ever tasted in my life. And I go to the grocery store now, and mm -mm, I've never tasted tomatoes so good as I did at my grandmother's garden. Never. Do you feel? We're all getting cheated. We're all getting cheated. Y'all, listen. 
I'm going to tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. So my son, he's 11, and this is his friend's house, right, that we're at. And he's, uh, I'm just being honest. He's a little naive to the things of the world, okay? He just don't, he's 11, so he should be. But this is a different level of naive, okay, that I'm getting ready to tell you. So they had this big white cooler, and it was full of ice, and it had Capri Suns and water and soda and beer. And so my son's friends, they all reach in this cooler because they're all thirsty, and they're these, his friends are drinking soda. Well, my son doesn't really drink soda. I don't, I don't keep it that much in the house. And uh, so he's like, this is a treat. I'm getting ready to take advantage. I'm going to have a soda. Well, my son doesn't know all the different brands of soda because he doesn't drink it that often. So he just reaches in there. Oh, boy, pulls out a Miller Lite. I was like, ooh, ooh, something, mm, that, mm, put that, that's not, you want the, uh, the, the green can, the green can. Y'all, he tried to drink a Miller Lite at the barbecue. I wait, I'm still waiting on CPS to show up. I really am. It, y'all, that really happened. God love my son, y'all. But I, listen, my neighbors are lovely people, y'all. I live in a neighborhood with lovely people. Y'all should meet your neighbors. It, I, hey, we're in this together, y'all. We really are. And I didn't know that. And in, in, if one of my neighbors didn't take initiative, I'd never talk to these people. And that's not okay. So if nobody in your neighborhood is doing that, then you do it. They'll show up, y'all. They'll show up. And it's a wonderful and beautiful thing. It's a wonderful and beautiful thing. So talk to me. What are y'all doing? Have y'all been to a cookout? Have you been to one yet this summer? Tell me about it. Tell me about the stuff that happens at y'all's cookouts. Tell me. Am I right in my assessment of cookouts? Tell me. I want to know. I want to know what you do. Shauna at seriouslyshaunapodcast.com. Listen, I'm still training, y'all. You know I got the 50K coming up in October. If, you, if you've been listening, I'm, I'm running a 50K. That's a long way. It's a long way. I'm slow and steady. Hey, slow and steady. My neighbor said, my friend, she, don't, she's, she doesn't live in my neighborhood, but she just lives a couple miles of the road. So she uh, sees me out running often. And she's like, uh, well, how fast are you running? Because, you know, and she's trying to be sweet because she's not a, a mean person. She's a very, very, very sweet lady. But I knew what she was saying. Girl, you slow. Girl, you are slow. I, I know this. I didn't used to be slow, but I am slow now. It's what it is. I, you know, I have a friend. This week, I'm going to give you a shout-out, Gwen. It's a shout-out to you. Listen, this friend, okay, she is not a runner. But old girl is doing a couch to 5K, and she posts updates on Facebook, and I am overjoyed to watch her. Why? Because she's doing something. She said no more of this. I'm getting up. I'm getting out. I'm getting it done. And I love it. I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of her. So it's a shout out. Why? Because she just like you. You listening? You know you need to do something. You know you need to do something. And if you do one thing, it's better than all them people are doing no things. You hear me? You hear me? And speaking of that, speaking of my training, listen, y'all know from the very beginning, I don't discuss politics or anything like that on this show. Why? Because that's 
for other people. You did not come here for that, so you're not getting that from here. But I want you to know it's important because I pass a lot of people when I'm running on the street because I run everywhere. I run lots of miles, so I'm running everywhere. I go to my neighborhood uh, park and recreation park and there's a big track there and I'm up and down the streets of neighborhoods just that surround my neighborhood. So I'm passing people on the streets, on the sidewalk, at the park all the time, constantly. It is a joy because most all of them will wave, will say good morning, will smile. Many who maybe see me out there often offer words of encouragement. I have this one man that I pass on the regular, not every day, but often. And every time I see this man, he tells me, keep, you are doing such a great job. I'm so proud of you. Keep up. I don't know this man. I don't know this man. Why am I telling you this? Why is it important? Because almost all these people are different ethnicities, different genders, different weights, different heights, different looks. They're all different. But that doesn't stop any of them from saying hello to me. Now, listen, I will say this. There are some who, it's very, very limited amount of people of different races. It's not even just a different race than me. It's the same race than me that won't say hello, that won't look me in the eye, that won't acknowledge that I'm running past them and we're in this together kind of thing. They won't. Why? I know something is obviously bothering them. If you aren't going to look at a person and say hello acknowledge them, look up, you know, give the head nod, any, something like that. You're just going to stomp on with your grimace on your face. Something's wrong, obviously. And so those are the people that I pray for the most. Why? I don't know what's going on in their life. I can assume it's just because they're old, crabby curmudgeon. I could assume that it's because they're a different race than me and they don't have time for me. I could make all kinds of assumptions, but the truth is, I don't know. You never know what someone's story is. Listen, there have been days where I have literally crawled myself out my front door to run, to get it in, because life was so heavy, right? That I may not have acknowledged everybody that I should have because something was heavy in my life. And if someone like me on the other end saw me, I would hope that they would go, you know what, that's not personal against me, her not looking at me or acknowledging or saying hello. It's not personal because she doesn't know me. Something's got to be going on in her life for her to respond that way. And so they would pray for me, right? And what we should be doing. We got to stop taking everything personally and realize people are going through stuff. They don't need your judgment. They need your God. Amen? Listen, I know I went on and on, but I I just want you to realize that we can help people even if they don't ask for it. We can help them by praying for them. Amen? 
Listen, y'all, I have went on long enough today. I got stuff to do. I can't be hanging out with you forever. You hear me? Listen, write to me. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you want to talk about, what you want to hear about. Is there a TV show that I need to know about and investigate? Y'all know you need to tell me, Shauna. It's seriously ShaunaPodcast.com. But for now, I love you. I ain't above you, but I have had enough of you. Until next time.